God is at the center, reforming his church. 10 November 1483, Martin Luther is born in Germany. And on 1 January 1484, in Switzerland, is born Ulrich Zwingli. These two boys grow into the men God will use as his tools for the Protestant Reformation in their respective countries. After the onset of the Reformation in 1517, efforts I initiated to suggest that Martin Luther and his team of German reformers and Ulrich Zwingli and his team of the Swiss reformers work together. The two groups are summoned to an event that is called the Marburg Colloquy. What is this event? How does this event affect or impact the agenda of the Protestant Reformation? Welcome to All Things Reform Podcast. This is episode 10. My name is Z Chunga. I'm joined by Pastor Confex Makalera. The Marburg Colloquy sounds like a complicated um, title here. Yes. Um, Marburg is the name of a place in Germany. It's the name of a place in Germany. Right. And Colloquy. Colloquy, that uh, would mean a conference right. or a discussion. A conversation. Yes. Like we're having right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The All Things Reformed podcast Colloquy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, this word is hardly used, mm. so... I think you have to define it all the time you use it, so that's why maybe we don't use it that way. But basically, that's what it is. A conference, a discussion, a conversation. It is very important because one of the questions that uh, people have when they are studying the history of Reformation, here is Luther in, uh, in Germany. Here is John Calvin in Geneva, Switzerland. Here is Ulrich Zwingli uh, in Zurich, Switzerland. And other reformers scattered, Martin Boots as well, and others, and they're wondering, why are all these men seem like they are working individually? Mm. Why are they not coming together? At least in Switzerland, because they are all close to each other, we can say they're working together, but why are they not working together with their German counterparts? Why does it seem like the reformed world is divided? And really for us to answer that question, for us to know why Martin Luther and the other reformers did not end up having one church or serving in the same church. Why did that happen? What caused that to happen? And for us to have that answer, we need to go back to 1st October, up to the 4th October, 1529, in Marburg, where there's this conversation between the German reformers, led by Martin Luther and Philip Melanchthon, of course there were others, and the Switzerland reformers, the Swiss reformers, led by Ulrich Zwingli, uh, there were others also, Martin Butzer, uh, John Encoropadias, uh, and others. They came together to have a conversation, a possibility of uniting to have one reformed church. Lutherans mm. and what would be called the reformed church. Right. Why did they not unite? Actually, the Lord used Martin Luther I mean, as a main person, really, in the Reformation time. But why didn't the Lutherans and the Reformed Church unite? 
the agenda is set, the venue is set. Yeah, so for us to understand the Marlboro Colloquy, uh, a little background. The Reformation has gained ground. The Roman Catholic Church is responding to the Protestant Reformation. And at this time, as we have already been seeing, the church is united to the state. So the church and state are one. And the Roman Catholic Church is using even military powers to conquer countries that have become Protestant and subdue them and bring them back to the Roman Catholic Church. Mm. And one leader in Germany, uh, his name is Landgrave. Landgrave is a title, we say a noble or um, maybe a landowner. Landgrave Philip of Hesse. Mm. So he was a ruler as well in a certain part of Germany. Uh, his name, Landgrave, his title, uh, his name, Philip of Hesse. He sees this and he says, well, I want to see a united reformed church, a united Protestant church. A united front. A united front. Yeah. Of course, the main reason for him is political. Right. He's a politician. Uh, he wants to see a more united Protestant church, more united Protestant countries. But also he has uh, a spiritual reason. He has become Protestant, and he sees the benefits of the church being one, one reformed Protestant church. So he calls for this conversation to take place in Marburg. The Swiss reformers and the reformers in Germany, Luther and his friends, they have been exchanging uh, documents, writings, and honestly, some of them are not nice ones. They are calling each other names, uh, bad names, mocking each other. And Philip is concerned to say, well, these people, instead of fighting each other, they need to be united. So he calls for this colloquy. Mm. And they, they arrive in Marburg, and it begins on Friday, October 1st. So you confirm Luther was there? Yes. You also confirm that Zwingli was there? Yes. So Luther and Philip Melanchthon are leading the German reformers. Right. Of course, there are others as well, but these are the main leaders. Mm. And on the side of the Swiss reformers, uh, Ulrich Zwingli and John Encropadius, leading the reformers from Switzerland. So they come and Philip says, well, brothers, you need to unite. Uh, there's no need to fight. Please unite. So they have 15 points of doctrine to discuss. Okay. And praise the Lord, they agree on 14 doctrines, which includes the Trinity, infant baptism, the church, and all that. But there's one that they cannot agree on. And thus, the doctrine or the Lord's Supper. And really, it's not about whether we should have Lord's Supper or not in the church. They all agree we should do that. Right. But the thing that they cannot agree on is, what does it mean? What does it mean? So the Swiss reformers at this time, uh, Ulrich Zwingli, are saying, well, this is memorial. But also, they are saying, Christ is present spiritually. Again, here I just want to clarify there, People generally uh, say, well, Zwingri held to a memorial view of the Lord's Supper. It could be true, but when you read history, you see that Zwingri also believed in the spiritual presence of Christ in the Lord's Supper. Why, on the other hand... So, 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 so yes. the memorial view says that... It's just a memory. Okay. Christ said, well, he established it, do this as, uh, in remembrance of me. So 
We're remembering Christ. When okay. we have that, nothing significant about that is remembering the death of Christ. Okay. That's what is called memorial view. Do we have churches today that hold that view? Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, most of our friends in the, maybe not the Reformed Baptists, but in the Baptist circles, mm-hmm. they would hold to a memorial view. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, so we, 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 come, we come to this. So this is the, the stand of the Swiss reformers. Mm. I would say two views there, memorial and spiritual presence of Christ in the Lord's Supper. Well, the German reformers... So, so Zwingli is presenting and Luther is just listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, but again, as I've already said, this is not new. They have already right. exchanged oh, yeah, writings. Yeah, so they, yeah, each, yeah, yeah. they know each other's view. Right. Ruther and Philip Melanchthon, they say no. Christ is present physically in there, with and within the elements. The bread and the wine. Yes, in the bread and the wine. Christ is somehow present in the bread and in the wine. So his blood is present in the wine, and his body is present in the bread. Thus, Luther and Philip Melanchthon. This is my body. Yes, and that's the key word for him. And actually, at this um, colloquy, this conversation, they sat on a table on opposite sides of the table, and he said that when Luther just entered into the conference room, he wrote on the table, "This is my body," and nothing could move him. All the discussion is going on. Luther says, "But remember what Christ said: This is my body," and he meant it. And, and, and Zwingri and Boots are saying, well, you know, there are other passages. Christ says, I am the bread of life. It doesn't mean that Jesus is a loaf of bread. Uh, Paul will say that Jesus is the rock. It doesn't mean that literally Jesus is a rock. Uh, these are figurative terms. But Ruther says, no, he said, this is my body. It should mean that this is my body. And they could not agree. Ruther still insists that in the Lord's Supper, the blood of Christ is present within the bread, and his blood is present within the wine. And uh, the Swiss reformers are saying, well, this is memorial, or, okay, we are willing to say Christ is present spiritually in the Lord's Supper. Now, how do these two views differ from the Roman Catholic view of the Lord's Supper? Yeah, so uh, the Roman Catholic is transubstantiation. Meaning that uh, when the priest prays for the Eucharist and for the wine that is used in the Mass, it turns into the actual body and actual blood of Jesus Christ. So it's actual. Now at this point, that wine is no longer wine. It's the blood of Christ. And at this point, that Eucharist is no longer just, I don't know what they used to Bake that. It's no longer what it is. It's actually now the blood of Christ. Luther would differ a little bit from that, and his view would be called consubstantiation. And he says, well, within that bread that you see, there is the actual blood of Jesus within that bread. And in the wine that you see, within that wine, there is actual blood of Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah. So, so, that, these, so these are three views. Yeah. There should be a fourth. Yeah, a fourth one, uh, John Calvin really uh, clarified this more, is the spiritual presence. But John Calvin is not represented at this. No, at this time, uh, John Calvin was the, 
the youngest of these reformers. Right. When you talk of Martin Luther and uh, Zwingri, right. he was a bit younger. Yeah, but so, yeah, for sure in this discussion, uh, John Calvin is not there. So again, yeah, we go back. They are going back and forth. They cannot agree until Sunday, the 3rd of October. And Philip tries to say, no, brothers, please agree. After the worship service in the evening, they meet again. He tries to persuade them, please agree. On Monday morning, the 4th of October, again, he brings the two parties and says, please, can you please agree for the cause of Christ and his church? Can you agree on this remaining one point? And they couldn't. So eventually, of course, they are going to write uh, like a press statement to say, well, we met, we have agreed on the 14 points, but we still have some ways to go uh, to agree on the 15th point, which is the Lord's Supper. I actually would like to read that because it's, a, it's documented. It says, concerning the sacrament of the body and blood of Christ, 15th, which is the 15th article, yes. uh, although at this time we have not reached an agreement as to whether the true body and blood of Christ are bodily present in the bread and wine. Nevertheless, each side should, should show Christian love to the other side insofar as conscience will permit and both sides should diligently pray to Almighty God that through his spirit he might confirm us in the right understanding. Now, now you know, Philip Schaff is... Um is a dependable historian. We often go to him, uh, church historians go to him as well. Mm -hmm. And he has an account of what happens on Monday uh, when these two camps cannot agree. Right. And I would like just to read that, uh, okay. that account that he gives. He says, on Monday morning, he, Philip of Hesse, arranged another private conference between Saxon and the Swiss reformers that is the Germans and the Swiss reformers, they met for the last time on earth. With tears in his eyes, Zwingli approached Luther and held out a hand of brotherhood. But Luther declined it, saying again, yours is a different spirit from ours. Zwingli thought that differences in an essentials, with unity in essentials, did not forbid Christian brotherhood. Let us, he said, confess our union in all things in which we agree. And as for the rest, let us remember that we are brethren. There will never be peace in the churches if we cannot bear differences on secondary points. Luther deemed the corporal presence a fundamental article and construed Zwingli's liberality into indifference to truth. I am astonished, he said, that you wish to consider me as your brother. It shows clearly that you do not attach much importance to your doctrine. Melanchthon looked upon the request of the Swiss as a strange inconsistency. Turning to the Swiss, the Wittenberger said, you do not belong to the communion of the Christian church. We cannot acknowledge you as brethren. They were willing, however, to include them in that universal charity which we owe to our enemies. This is really very sad. Mm. You can see... Zwingli, they are trying to plead with the brothers, Luther and his friends, say, can we please unite? Let, let us view this as a secondary point. And Luther says, no, it's not a secondary point. This is my body, and it's a major doctrine. And that marked the separation of the Reformed Church and the Lutheran 
church. Yes, we are brothers, but sadly, these two churches were not able to be one church and stand together and serve the Lord together. How does this affect the church? Yeah, um, you know, the names of churches are not insignificant. Uh, so you're always going to see, uh, just do an exercise, read about the Marlboro Colloquy from Lutheran theologians and read it from uh, reformed theologians and historians. You're going to see that. Uh, they're still pointing fingers at each other. It's, it's them uh, who had a problem. Uh, it is them who caused uh, the church not to be united. And this has gone on, as sadly. And, uh, yeah, that, that is a sad thing to me to see uh, that um, an important doctrine, which we all agree it is important, that we should do that, but we differ on what that means should you separate us and make us go in our own directions. Uh, that is very sad. This also is where we leave it for today. Please email us your thoughts about the program and any questions you may have. You can email us on atreformed at gmail.com atreformed, one word, at gmail.com You can also inbox us on all things Reformed Podcast page on Facebook.